Hey y'all, I'm C.G. Townsend, your host of the Being Balanced Podcast, a space full of ways to help you stop the glorification of busyness. We're talking aha moments, must-have resources, real-life wins, and small shifts that lead to incredible impact. Welcome back to the Being Balanced Podcast. I'm C.G. Townsend, your host, and another week, another fun time to talk with an amazing person. Y'all, I am so excited to talk to Taria today. I mean, you're just in for a treat, so I won't delay this any longer. Taria, tell us a little bit about you. Who are you? Well, hello. Uh, who am I? I am Taria Williams, uh, Senior Director of Communications for Turner Sports. I am a graduate of Clark Atlanta University, and I'm a plant lover. I'm a sneakerhead. I'm a foodie. I'm a, a wine snob. I'm all of that. <laughs> and I want to talk to you about all of that. So there's that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think that you wear so many hats um, with such grace and poise. And um, I just want to dive in and really uh, chat about all of that. But before we get too far into the conversation, you know, just a moment of truth here. Um, Taria mentioned that she works um, in PR and in the sports space. And we had actually scheduled to have this conversation the day after basketball returned. Um, I don't know what we were thinking exactly, um, (laughs) but it seemed like a good idea, right? Um, And she reached out to me and let me know, hey, girl, hey, um, I have a very full plate right now. Things are happening. And uh, I won't be able to talk to you today. So I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about what was that day like Um, after 141 days of no basketball? What was the day after like for you? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, we have been preparing um, for the restart for a while and specifically for my role, just kind of the communications plan, like how are we telling press that we're back on the air? How are we telling them the times of our games and where to find us and our talent involved? So all of those plans were in place. Um, I think when it happened, it was like, okay, here we go. Turn the light switch on. Let's see what happens. And then the day after the ratings came out and we had record ratings, great showing, but we also had to pitch those ratings out. So it was calls with different teams, internal teams trying to figure out our messaging, then calls with reporters to make sure they had it. And it was a Friday and, you know, people usually check out on a Friday. So just kind of staying plugged in the entire day, juggling phone calls and emails, um, typically what you, what you wouldn't plan for on a Friday, but it was, it was organized chaos, but it was it was chaos that we hadn't had in a while. So it was just kind of getting back up to speed to what juggling a day like that is like. So I think us not having a call was a lesson in, sure, I think I can do it. And then, no, let's reevaluate. Like, you really can't fit that in. Your mind is not there. You're not focused. You're going to be easily distracted. Let's just reschedule. Ooh, and what a valuable lesson that is for all of us. And what's so crazy is that even when we have those moments where we're learning that, we still find ourselves in those situations again later in life where we have to relearn it all over again. So um, 
I totally get that. Now, you mentioned that you're a wine lover. So what was in your glass after that first day back? (laughs) Well, ironically, so when we first got into quarantine and, and working from home, I was like, having a glass of something every night because it was just more of like numbing reality and trying to be like, what what the hell is going on? And so I have actually stopped drinking for a while just to recalibrate and, you know, get, get things back in order and just get back on track. But if I was drinking and it was a Friday, it would be uh, tequila and lemonade. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was was that type of day. But if it was just a chill day, sitting on my patio, listening to some music, then it would probably be uh, Cabernet or a glass of sangria. Got it. Okay. Okay. I don't think I was expecting the tequila response, but... (laughs) Those Got are for hard, hard days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I love that you mentioned that um, you've kind of taken a break from drinking. Uh, tell us a little bit more about what you're doing then to kind of replace that moment of decompression every night. Yeah. So I think there's there's different ways to find ways to relax and, and cope. Um, I think I do a lot of cooking. I love Um, cooking. And during this time, I've been able to spend more time in the kitchen, like coming up with different recipes, virtually cooking with girlfriends, or just trying new things. I got an air fryer for my birthday. So I'm now on the air fryer train of trying all different recipes and what can I put in there and how can I season it? So cooking has been my thing. And then also doing a little redecorating in my house. Uh, Again, I have time to do all of these things. So working on redesigning my guest bedroom and my basement and just taking the time to do the things that I, that I've been putting off. Yeah, that's good. Same. And a lot of those house projects are happening right over here at my house as well. You mentioned that now you have more time. And I think that that's been kind of the big debate um, for folks in quarantine. Some people feel like they have an enormous amount of time that they didn't have before. And others are feeling like they're just being bombarded with so many different things and new things as they adjust to this quarantine season. What is it about your schedule that lifted off your plate so that you could find more time to do some of these house projects and things that you've been doing. Yeah, I think it was the travel. Like Mm -hmm. that was the biggest thing that came off of my plate is having to stay stationary for a long period of time. I mean, typically I am flying around to our big sports events or, you know, flying to different cities to meet with reporters and things like that. But this was a time for me just to sit Still, not get on a plane, not get in a car and go to the office. So that was what was eliminated for me to kind of look at where I was and say, okay, what can you do in the space that you're in to make it comfortable and make it part of your normal? Yeah. You know, there's so much glamour that comes with business travel. You know, people kind of see you jet setting and going to all of these really cool events, but it does actually take up a a significant amount of time in your life from packing to mentally preparing for wherever you're going to actually physically being there. You know, for every trip that you take, you're away from home. Um, and the ability to do things that might be lingering on your to-do list at home. So um, I love hearing that that's kind of the, the main thing that was lifted off your plate that allowed for you to have some more time. 
And you mentioned, so you mentioned sitting on the patio. Now, there have been several articles and conversations in the social media space about the rise of plant ladies and plant relationships um, and creating these outdoor oases and just kind of the general sense of well-being that being outside has created for folks during the season. I'd love to know what your experience has been like. I mean, who knew that this would be the thing, right? That we would all or several of us would become plant ladies. Right. (laughs) Um, My grandmother and my mother have like, they have, I I call them forest green thumbs. They're not just green. Like they can grow anything anywhere. And, you know, in the past, I wasn't one that inherited, or at least I thought inherited that green thumb, but I was wrong. So I have roses in my front yard that, um, came with the home. So I had to learn how to tend to those and take care of those. And then during this time, I have started planting vegetables on my patio. So tomatoes, baby cherry tomatoes, um, jalapeno peppers. I've got some strawberries out there and some basil. And every morning just going out and tending to them and watering them and feeding them when necessary is the way that I start my day, it has become part of my routine. So after working out, after my meditation and devotion and Bible time, I come downstairs, water my girls, talk to them, get them pumped for the day, and then I can start my day. So it's just been so calming and refreshing and exciting. I mean, so many people share similar experiences, including myself. You know, I used to kind of, I, I would wake up early. I've always been a morning person, um, but I would prioritize my workout, my meditation, my devotion, and like eating breakfast and getting out the door. Um, but adding in that extra time to mist my plants, which my goodness, I never thought I'd be a mister, but clearly, <laughs> I mean, they require it, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, you know, like you said, talk to them and, you know, all my plants are named. And so I refer to them by their name. I mean, I have become that person and I don't think I can ever go back. Um, <laughs> well, here's the, here's the thing, CG is like, okay, once we get out of where we are now, things won't look the same, granted, but I'm sure things will pick back up to a speed we're familiar with. How do we incorporate these, these pieces of calm that we've created into that formula? Like that is where I'm trying to figure out like, who's going to water my plants if I have to travel and you know, what plants can I plant in the winter? And <laughs> dynamic. Yeah. I mean, so many questions that need to be answered. And, you know, it's, it's funny to me that you mentioned the whole travel thing. So we went on a quick little family um, beach trip for the summer, uh, Mm -hmm. super quarantined. We basically packed up our whole shelter in place lifestyle here and just took it to the beach. (laughs) And um, we came back. So I, I asked my neighbors to water the outdoor plants. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just could not fathom the thought that I would come back and all my hard work would just have gone down the drain because of a week away. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I didn't ask them to do anything with the indoor plants. 
And yes, yes. And and most of my indoor plants are succulents. So they're pretty self-sufficient. You know, I made sure that I attended to them before I left. But I had one beautiful draconia tree that has just not he just didn't make it his name is coconut yeah and he's he's not feeling well you know he's a little on lean (laughs) I think that I can revive him um but we'll see you know another story for another day as to how that all shakes out but um yeah I didn't you know I didn't even think about it but now as I think about you know potential business travel that will resume at some point in life what does mm-hmm. that look like? For, exactly. You know, for this this very at home lifestyle that I've created. I know. I feel bad. I feel like it's just that it's like a situationship. Like I just need you right now in this situation. And when things go back to normal, we'll we'll see how I feel about you. <laughs> oh my goodness, friends. Please write down situationship. I mean, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that, Jim. If you get nothing else from this conversation, that is the one thing I want you to walk away with. That was awesome. Yes. Me and my plant babies are in a situation, Jim. <laughs> that is awesome. You know, I wonder what other things there are in our lives that should actually be situationships, but Ooh. we allow them to linger yeah. and take up more space than they probably should have. And like you said, you know, yes, things will probably resume at some point to a pace that we're more familiar with, but how many of those things should not actually move on with us? You know, like, I mean, I, for one, shared uh, with some folks yesterday that I will probably never resume after work meetings like I had done them before. Um, I've always been in, I've always been involved in the community. I've always had a full plate of meetings after work, whether it was junior league or urban league or lead Atlanta alumni meetup or whatever the case may be. But now that all of those things have gone virtual, some of them have become so efficient um, that I just can't imagine commuting to the office, you know, or, or the headquarter building, wherever the meeting's being held, having the social hour that's fairly forced, you know, it's on the agenda as a social hour versus a very organic experience. Um, and then having the business of the meeting and then leaving, having the parking lot conversation and then having to get home. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, one thing about that, though, is we're, we're in the same industry and I think we feed off of people's energy. So that face to face, those after work meetings or parking lot conversations, there's a little value out of that, like in order for us to get the information we need for a project or just whatever we're working on. Sometimes it is valuable to do those things. I do agree in limiting it. Mm-hmm. Now and not not doing it all, but it's the face to face where I get a lot of the value in the in person. It, it just cannot be replaced at no, all. No, not at all. At all in all of our relationships, you know, like I want to see people's body language and right, right. You know, and also, I've been concerned um, as I think about how long this increased virtual environment will continue on people's ability to be present. You know, like. 
I, for one, have been in a Zoom call while also emailing from another computer and checking my Instagram account. You know, I mean, like, because I have so many screens up at any given time, I can do all those things, or at least I've convinced myself that I can, whereas I had gotten to a really good place where I wasn't really multitasking, you know, like I was really focused on being present in conversations with people. And that has definitely shifted um, since the pandemic started. Yeah, I think, you know, we look at multitasking now with a neutral connotation or not like a positive connotation. Like I can do it all. I can, I can talk on this phone. I can text on this one. I can type out a memo, but I think as we progress in this environment and where everything is starting to become online, it's starting to take a negative connotation. Like mm-hmm. it, it's not necessary to multitask all the time because you're not focused on this small window of time you have either with this person or with these individuals. So the one-to-one connection, you're losing it more and more now with by multitasking. Absolutely. No, you're you're so right. You know, and you mentioned um, the, you know, our field. Um, And I have always been inspired by your ability to mentor others and inspire others. Um, And you have been doing some speaking engagements as of late. So tell us a little bit about that space. You know, it's not just that you're in the industry, but you're helping to evolve the industry. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't set out to inspire. Fire others, I think. (laughs) You know, I feel like sometimes people are like, this is what I want to do. I want to inspire others. I think it's just how I have lived my life and and the examples that were before me and the examples that I want to set. So, and I tell this story all the time is, you know, I had a really bad working relationship with an older, older African-American woman in my life. And She was just negative about everything, like putting me down in meetings. And I was fresh in the professional world. And I was like, if this is how black women are to each other in the working field, like we're never going to make it. Mm -hmm. And so I made it a mission that I never wanted to be like that to those coming up. Even in college, I felt like, you know, I was always there for those that were coming up, serving as a teaching assistant and all of that. But I wanted to make sure in corporate America or in the professional field, whatever landmines that I went over, I could at least help the people behind me navigate those and be prepared for what's ahead of them. Mm -hmm. No, that's that's good because you were able to take an experience that was not really ideal and figure out a way to make sure that other folks don't have a similar one. So even though you may not have set out to inspire, that is definitely what you're doing, um, oh, well, which is you. really good. <laughs> so, so, I mean, what's on the horizon for you? You've, you've got a full plate with work and things like that, but are there any other projects that you're working on in this season? Yeah, I'm actually working on my website. Look at that. Um, (laughs) working on my website and um working on a couple more mentorship projects for women in sports and then just women in PR so just trying to navigate both of those lanes and figure out where I can leave a mark and help those coming up 
So tell us more about this website. You know, what can we expect to see there? Is that a good starting point for people that might be looking for mentorship opportunities? Yeah, it's actually more just like a look into me, more of, you know, where you can find me, where I've been, like interviews and things of that nature, more of like my virtual calling card per se. Ooh, I like that. You are just dropping so many good gems. Um, <laughs> virtual calling card, situationship. I mean, things are happening. This is good. Um, and do you have a target timeline for when it will be ready? Yes, end of the month. So I started Ooh. working on it last month. Um, and again, this is one of those things that now I have time, a little time to do. So trying to aim for the end of the month, um, just to get it in a good spot to, to share it with the world. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And you mentioned that you're also, you know, in the lane of mentorship and things like that. Are there specific organizations that you're working with? Are you launching your own where you can kind of continue to work with people? So I have my power boot camp that I do at Clark Atlanta University. So it's called the Power Program. And it's basically where I introduce PR students to real world PR professionals. And, you know, I pair them up. So I start their their business Rolodex, per se, with these professionals. But also they use these professionals as a sounding board on a project that they're working on. So they work on a pitch for small business on PR needs. So if the small business is rolling out a media event or they're launching a product or whatever, then their PR student will come up with a plan on how to execute. And they pitch it to the small business. If interested, the small business can interview them for an internship or hire them as an intern. And through the program, two young ladies were able to put that on their resume and get um, positions at Ketchum and Edelman. So I was pretty proud of that. That is a really big deal. Now, how long have you been doing that program? So we started in, or I started, um, I want to say, what year is this? (laughs) 2020? (laughs) 2020. Probably 2017. Okay. Um, so, and we took a hiatus to re to kind of rejigger the program. So uh, working on bringing it back in a virtual form now uh, that students are not on campus. Okay. That's very cool. That's very cool. So I am just, I mean, I feel like this whole conversation was just us catching up over the phone and we just happen to have listeners that are tuned <laughs> Our conversations are always great. They're always great. I know, great. I know. And I, I'm like, man, this is good. This is good. I could just talk to you for hours and hours, but time is a gift. <laughs> yes, it yes. Is. Time is the ultimate gift. And so um, I'm so grateful that you extended that gift and poured it over this way and shared so many nuggets. Um, and, you know, the most burning question of them all, like, what was that day after the first day of the NBA starting up for you? Like, and I, I just, I really admire your ability to be balanced and to see this season for what it is and leverage the time that you've been given um, on so many cool projects and different things that are bringing you joy. I think it's great. 
Thank you. I, I said it in a in an IG live I did the other night, but you know, I'm always trying to find a sliver of joy in each day because that is what motivates me and keeps me going. So whatever's on the news or whatever's on social or whatever's happening in work or personal, if I can find a sliver of joy, whether it's just waking up, being healthy, or conquering my to-do list, or watering my baby girls, then <laughs> it, it is a sliver of joy. All right, friends. So now you have your marching orders. Uh, we shall all work to be just like Taria in that we need to find our slither of joy in our daily activities um, and really take advantage of that. So thank you for that. Of course. Thank you. And how can folks continue to learn more about what you've got going on? How will we know, you know, when the website does go live? Tell us, tell us how to stay in contact with you. Oh my gosh, you put so much pressure on me, but that's fine. You're holding me accountable. <laughs> You're holding me accountable. I've been, known to be, I've been known to be an accountability partner in all the right and wrong ways. So there's that. <laughs> really? Because if I get too close to the finish line and I'm down there, I'm going to be like, oh, CG. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you can find me on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at um, on Instagram, it's Taria W. And uh, Twitter, it's T Nicole PR. Um, and then on LinkedIn, Taria Williams. I'm always open to have um, productive conversations with people about about PR, about work, about whatever. Awesome. And thank you for opening that door. So I will include all of those um, different places where you can contact Taria in the show notes so that you guys have that handy. Um, and so that you can start to have those productive conversations because that's what it's all about. Um, you know, the ability to chat with folks and continue to connect and support each other. So thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It, it just brought me such great joy to just kind of sit back and chat with you and learn a little bit more about what you're doing to be a balanced person. Yes, absolutely. This was fun. Yay. So thanks guys for tuning in to another episode of the Being Balanced podcast. Make sure that you tell a friend to subscribe so that they can also get all the nuggets and all the goodies. Don't keep them to yourself. And also leave us a review. Let me know what you're thinking about the show. Let me know what you think about our guests. Um, and I will see you guys next week. <laughs>